the line that guy says, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I didn't see that. What video was that? I just sent it on WhatsApp to you two, like, in the morning. Oh, you sent a... T- see, I don't do TikTok in the mornings. I can't do that. That's... Uh... Oh, how very restrained of you, Andy. Yeah. No, TikTok doesn't so open before... Do, do, uh, do you stop at, in this house. at five... Is it between 5.30am and 9pm? It's like know? Babe Station. 9pm till 5am are the working hours. <laughs> that's, where, <laughs> that's where censorship doesn't count. So uh, I, I can uh, allow myself to relax between 9pm 9, 9 and 5am, but I, I won't open TikTok out of hours. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are. Join us and welcome to episode 133 of the Host Unknown Podcast. of the Host Unknown Podcast. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, how are we, gents? How's, um, uh, well, how are you still working? Are we, are, are we on holiday yet? What's going on? Uh, sadly not, no. I mean, some of us actually have work. You know, all the way through. It's not. What? You know, we don't, really? Security doesn't stop for Christmas, Mr. Langford. Bloody does, you know. <laughs> Mr. CISO. This is a problem. No, this is that knowledge that CISOs have. They recognise that security is purely a 9 to 5.30 gig. Yeah. Uh, not, it doesn't occur on weekends and you get holiday. It respects no, all public holidays. It and, does. Yeah. It does. But that's what one has staff for. What a staff Okay, Charles. Yeah, go and give him that motivational speech in the. That's right. I read it in a leadership book. Yeah, to the, to the sock. Now, guys, I know you're working twenty four seven throughout the holiday period, but you know, just to let that's you know, what you signed up for. Yeah, just to let you know, I'm just about to go on my two week holiday. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> oh, that's pure leadership. <laughs> oh, so, you so you literally are working through to to uh, the new year, Andy. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm working all the way through. I'm not uh, taking any time off. Well, I do hope you're taking Christmas Day off. Uh, yes, I shall uh, take a pause for lunch, obviously. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, you do I know that, that security doesn't stop for lunch. <laughs> Uh, no, I've got a colleague covering for me. Um, <laughs> on, so we, we, we alternate our uh, our sort of you know eating your courses. Eating yeah. <laughs> right, I've just yeah. finished my starter. You go. <laughs> oh dear! I just updated my robots.txt file with like, please do not hack between nine to uh, outside of nine to five <laughs> Monday to Friday. <laughs> Respect my holidays. And then on the internal network, I left a file which has my Bitcoin wallet address and password on it. Yeah. There's a note there that says, like, if you made it this far, you can clearly deploy ransomware. Let's save each other the hassle. Just take the money and don't deploy it. And so far, that's yeah. worked out fine. And, it, and it's connected to your Amex card, which automatically links to your expenses. Yes. And more importantly... It, it, it gives me Avios for my uh, for my British Airways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant! What about you, Jav? You taking time off? Um, yeah, I've got I've got a, a week and a half off next from next week. So um, so yeah, just going to be I, I think uh, hunkering in, uh, trying to save on gas and electricity. 
So yeah. um, I'm trying to work out, is it cheaper to get like a, a, a you know, a, a travel lodge for the family and just stick them in there and say, turn the heating on all you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I think it'd be cheaper than uh, keeping the house warm. Well, do you know what? It's getting so cold. I'm I'm being forced to close the doors on my advent calendar c- to keep the heat. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God! I saw that one the other day. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, where is it? Granddad jokes or something? It's like <laughs> took all the steam out of our conversation. Oh please. <laughs> Please, <laughs> like you expected anything less. <laughs> How was your week, Tom? Uh, very good. Uh, very busy in the last, uh, uh, my, my last week before the Christmas break. Um, but I'm off as of now. All I Excellent. have to do is to submit a couple of time cards and I'm done. <laughs> submit a couple of expenses. That oh, actually yeah, made me laugh. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we saw each other at uh, B-Sides, obviously, at the weekend. Yes. Like, right, guys, uh, what do you want to drink? I'll get these. And then um, we go and sit down with our drinks and you're sitting there taking photos of your receipt, uploading it to the expenses portal straight yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm just because just your employers aren't generous. <laughs> if my employer is listening, I didn't do any of that. This is, yeah. this is a prearranged skit. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this is this is what what's so amazing. Like, I'm stuck in the middle here. On one hand, I'm seeing like Tom, who's like eighty-seven pence. I've got to claim that. On the other hand, I've got my man Andy, two and a half yeah. grand trip to Puerto Rico or something for work. Three years later, ah, oh, I still haven't submitted yeah. expense, have I? Ah, uh, screw it. I'll leave it. <laughs> I know. I don't know how you can do. How you can afford to pay your employer for your employment? I don't know. <laughs> it's not. I just weigh up whether it's worth my time working on that expenses system. That is the. It's it's the biggest demotivator. What I've two and ever a half seen. grand? You you think that like twenty minutes is not worth two and a half grand of your time? You really are over. Only as twenty minutes. Jesus, <laughs> God! If only it was twenty. You You've got to know the system. Days. You've got to know the system. Yeah. I'm going to get my admin to do it. That's the... Don't, don't have oh, you mean your staff? To do this. <laughs> so oh, I believe yeah. this is the last show of the year. And we'll that be you will back. be on. Yes, absolutely. That I will be on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's very true as well, I have to say. No well, question mean, about that. I shall be here next Friday. Don't worry, dear listeners. Really? Next week will be a will rock you and roll really? of Of course so. I told you, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not shutting down for Christmas. No, but you've got a day job. So how can you be here? I guess I you could be here, you know, work. six o'clock yeah. in the morning again like normal. But nonetheless, always, you... You want to get up and do this by yourself? Well, yeah, actually, you probably do. You do a lot of things by yourself, don't you? So, God, sure, without baggage like you slowing me down, <laughs> next week's show is going to be flying. <laughs> well, I do believe our, 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 our first show in the new year will be the 6th of January. Uh, whether or not there's a show next week is entirely down to, uh, uh, to, to how much sleep Andy got the night before. Indeed. But uh, I, yes, so, uh, yeah, but don't worry, people. I will tell you when the first show of New Year is next week uh, on next week's show, so don't worry about that. Is it, will, will you be telling them on the on the Twitter feed? Uh, I don't have the password for that Twitter account. Oh, it's funny, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's uh, funny, yeah. Can't think yeah. why. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, no, had I, um, I guess back, back when I used to drink a lot, you, you guys didn't trust me with those passwords. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. or, or what about the account that we used to publish the podcast with? Uh, yeah, I've got that. Oh, have you? Yeah. How do you think the podcast gets published when you're not here? Do you think Jav does it? Yeah. <laughs> I do, because the account is in his name. Yeah, exactly. You know what it's... he does? WhatsApp. Here's the username and password. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that against the host unknown uh, policies? <laughs> okay, Mr. CISO. Yeah. We got we got a risk exception. Yeah, for, uh... we accepted the risk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Shall we see what we've got coming up for yeah, you today? Let's get this show started. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> let's get this show finished. Uh, this week in Infosec reminds us of Yahoo's history of backing the underdog. Our rant of the week talks about the latest goings on at Hackspace. Billy Big Balls makes the case for communism. Industry News brings the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week is interestingly labelled as TBC. Oh, yeah, I guess I never went back to that part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for, you know, if anybody ever had a question about this being live, uh, this is proof of it. In fact, I was chatting to a friend of the show, Eleanor Dalloway, yesterday. Hello, Eleanor. Um, and uh, I was telling her that um, we do very little editing on this. And she said, uh, oh, you just put the sounds in and stuff like that. I said, no, nope, do that live as well. <laughs> do all that live. You know, <laughs> We haven't got time for anything else. Oh, dear. So shall we move on to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This week in InfoSec... It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. And today, our first story takes us back a mere 27 years when AltaVista launched. Uh, so developed by researchers at uh, Digital Equipment Research Laboratories, the AltaVista search engine was launched, and it was the first worldwide web search service to gain significant popularity. Uh, and this was, you know, back in the day, this was the default search engine. Uh, you know like how today people say, oh, just Google it. Back then it was, you know, you didn't say just AltaVista, but you went to AltaVista to look for things. Um so Google didn't actually overtake AltaVista until 2001. So there was a solid sort of six years where AltaVista was like the place you went if you wanted to search for anything. Um, and obviously it was eventually purchased by Yahoo in 2003 um, to go along with Yahoo's, um, you know, classic, uh, you know, strength in acquisitions um, of popular sites such as like GeoCities and Tumblr and things like that, you know. So Yahoo, uh, I think, you know, we'll have to do another skit on whether they're actually just laundering money um, or actually trying to invest in companies to make it big. Um, but yeah, so one of the big, and the reason this, uh, I, I quite like the story of AltaVista is that back then, like you saw it come out and it was, wow, it was like a game changer, right? Yeah. But Google sort of came into it and it didn't, I don't think it had, like Google obviously very popular, it clearly, you know, dominant to AltaVista, but I don't remember that sort of buzz about, wow, Google's this much better. Um, it, it's reminded me of, go on. 
I was going to say, you say that. I remember my my the COO of the company I was at, at the time calling me in and saying, "Have you checked out this site? It's, you know, you can put type something in, and then they've, they've even got a I'm feeling lucky button." Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, Google's biggest thing was they simplified everything. Right. It was just it, one bar. I think that was the clear. That was the biggest thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm thinking, you know, that this Chat GPT app at the moment, that that's uh, the AI Open AI um, thing, and the buzz around that at the moment. This is like something. This is the start of something huge, yeah. right? This is yeah. the new, um, you know, whether you think it's be a new search engine or the new Wikipedia on steroids. You know, it's still to be determined, right? As <laughs> to how much people modify it and get those results back to, you know, how much you can poison it. Um, but I just think it's like I remember that's what Alta Vista was like at the time. This was new, the start of a new era. Um, well, it and, opened the yeah. door to everything that was on there independently because before that the internet you had to i was a member of the msn network for instance or you had aol yeah. you were going through someone mm. else's front door effectively and it was curated content almost yeah. by them as opposed to this you could type anything in and it would get you something back yeah it i didn't was, realize yeah. it was deck though that's quite interesting yeah, so the funny thing was, I mean, the people that actually originally wrote it was it was supposed to be to make their own public website easier to search. Um, ah. So the engineers that wrote it, it was, uh, uh, you know, they didn't actually envisage it would be something that became a search engine for the world. That sounds um, like everything that Deck did, which is, oh, we'll just we'll just make this little thing and not market it and not do anything with it, and then yeah, uh, suddenly, what? Why are you not selling this? What? Deck, deck sales executives were once explained to me as people who would who would sell sushi and call it cold dead fish. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah, um, but yeah, no good times uh, back then. So, alas, our second story, as I work out how long ago this was, takes us back a mere 33 years to before I was born. On the 11th of December 1989, when Joseph Lewis Pop allegedly mailed floppy disks to the UK, which were labelled AIDS Information Introductory Diskette. Yes. Surprise! The AIDS Trojan on the discs demanded $189 to renew the license by sending payment to a post office box in Panama. Um, so bear in mind, this was 33 years ago, back in 1989. There's lots of, uh, I guess, old words in there, like diskette, um, AIDS in like big capital letters being sort of scary Trojans. Um, but he was a ransomware pioneer. Uh, decades yep. before ransomware became a thing, but he was an academic uh, as well. He wasn't like a uh, like a, a script kitty or anything like that. He was an academic, wasn't he? Uh, I, I'll be honest. I clicked on the link to look into the, like the full history. It's about thirty pages, and I was like, "Hell no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not reading that." Um, this is a quick skit, right? We don't have time for that. Uh, but he, yeah, I mean, ransomware. Obviously, uh, when we think of it, you know, we talk about how it's been a popular thing in recent years. Um, so this guy actually died in two thousand six. Uh, Joseph Lewis Pop died in 2006, probably before ransomware became as big as it is today. Uh, yet he started it. Um, he yeah, also old school, but he started it. He also he didn't get sent down for it, but he donated all of the money he received to AIDS charities. Yeah, 
Okay. So, I mean, there is a link in there. It's on uh, page two of the virus bulletin. Yeah. Um, and like I say, there's lots and lots of uh, words on that page um, <laughs> to take you through. But you get the gist of it, right? That's 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 your journalistic um, interpretation My of said You're right, page. actually. He was a 1972 biology graduate from Ohio State University. And then he went on to receive a doctorate in anthropology from Harvard in 1979. Yeah. Jesus. And he'd worked with the uh, World Health Organization uh, in Nairobi. In, uh, yeah. Cool. And that's all the words you're going to be reading. <laughs> Indeed. I'm bored now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Do you know what? I think a lot of our audience are thinking the same. In InfoSir. Feeling overloaded with actionable information? You're fed up receiving well researched factual security content? Ask your doctor if the Host Unknown podcast is right for you. Always read the label, never double dose on episodes. Side effects may include nausea, eye rolling, and involuntary swearing in anger. All right, let's move on to this week's Listen up! Rant of the Week. It's time to mother rage! Right, let's get cracking. Uh, Andy's got to start his day job, and, well, Jav doesn't start till midday anyway, so... Um, it's Rant of the Week. So, you may have heard that uh, Rackspace, that uh, once, well, that once Tier 1 service provider of... Uh, cloud cloud services and uh, managed services, etc., was hacked not that long ago with ransomware, and it's led to you know many many days of email meltdown. Uh, their exchange servers were hit. Uh, this was ooh, a couple of weeks ago now, really, and um, lots and lots of noise from uh, customers who can't get access to even historical data, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's got even worse. Uh, <clears throat> as you can probably gather from the uh, intro we did around Hackspace, it turns out that there is still no end or even restored data in sight for some of these Rackspace customers. On day 12 of the company's ransomware-induced hosted exchange email outage. Uh, so their last update, which was sent out uh, two days ago, almost uh, exactly two days ago, Rackspace said that it had finally hired CrowdStrike. Now, two days ago, that's 10 days after the, after the, after the hack, uh, but to investigate the fiasco. And it continues to, inverted commas, make all of our internal external resources available to provide support to the remaining hosted exchange servers. But what it didn't say, however, was when it expects to recover people's data that was lost or scrambled when actually the original ransomware hit its system. Uh, it took down Microsoft Exchange servers. Uh, it's affected customers who've been un unable to get data held in, in uh, its exchange hosted service. Here's another, um, you know, mealy-mouthed quote. We understand how important data recovery is to our customers, Rackspace wrote. In ransomware attacks, data recovery efforts do necessarily take significant time, both due to the nature of the attack and need to follow additional security protocols. We will keep you updated. So basically what... Um, 
what Rackspace is saying is hurry up and wait. Um, we've completely screwed up our, our backup strategy because there are obviously no immutable copies of the backup in, in, in place anywhere. Uh, they're effectively just trying to delay as long as possible so that they can try and restore a, um, you know, a, a hint of credibility here with its customers because Rackspace is supposed to be, like I say, a, you know, a tier one company. Now, this might sound like, um, well, like I'm speaking like Jav, because, you know, Jav is, as we know, the victim blamer here in, in, out of this trio. Um, and, uh, but, and, and I'm trying not to do that, but after nearly two weeks of full outage and very little information, it does seem to me that Rackspace are just really not got their game together. And then as we were discussing this morning, we we um, we, we came to the conclusion and we sort of uh, nudged some of our collective memories here. And round about, was it 2000? Uh, I can't remember. Was it 2005 or was it later than that? Maybe no more than 10 years ago. So maybe 2012, something. Um, that There was another uh, uh, sort of severe hack on, on Rackspace. Uh, which was yeah. not made public at the time. And so it does seem that, although, you know, 10 years is possibly quite a long time in between. Should we be attacks, saying allegedly? Oh, uh, yeah, alleged. This is all allegedly, <laughs> by the way. Definitely <laughs> yeah. allegedly. Um, that, blimey, have you just put a shirt and a tie on, Andy, there, and, uh, and a jacket and, <laughs> you know, made yourself into into our, our lawyer here? I, I just looked at the host unknown bank account. It's uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Christ, Christmas bonuses and, uh, yeah, the word allegedly is uh, prudent. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, but, um, you know, it does seem that, Certain improvements have not been made, and for a company that is certainly touts itself as as up there with the you know puts itself in the same uh, in the same sentence as you know Azure and AWS in many cases, you know um, it's not good at all. I, I'm I'm really quite shocked by this. And it's also impacting. So they obviously host for a lot of, sort of small and medium sized companies, yeah, uh, and a few large ones as well. And uh, in the run up to Christmas as well, because I guess you'd get a lot of e-commerce sites that are, you know, making orders and doing things like that. It's a really, I mean, it's never a good time, right? But particularly, you know, busy time uh, yeah. for these people. So, yeah, it's pretty shocking. Yeah. And, I, you know, we should, we like I say, one, we shouldn't victim blame here. You know, they've probably, they've obviously been targeted and they've obviously been completely uh, blindsided by this. But also, as you say, the small to medium companies, they're, their recovery strategy or, or their redundancy strategy is to use a big player like Rackspace, you know, you because yeah. you you rely on the fact that they know how to do the the job of security better than you do, um, and that if something goes wrong, they've got multiple redundant systems that will allow them to maintain your your environments, and in very rare cases, do you lose something, and even then, it's only for you know half a day, you know, to wit the uh, AWS outages, for instance, you know, you might lose the Eastern Seaboard for for six to twelve hours, but it's back up, you know, very very shortly because yeah. they do have the systems in place. Doesn't seem to be the case here with Rackspace, and it's, um, you know, and like I say, there's their mealy mouthed responses are not great. You know, you know, Tom, 
like every week, but this week more than others, um, you say a lot of words and not much substance comes out. <laughs> and very much like the, the cybersecurity version of Piers Morgan, you're going it's off. It's very saying, early in the morning. What can I say? You know how much I, I dislike early mornings. I, I do I do not want to victim blame, but uh, they didn't. <laughs> but I'm they, going they to victim blame. <laughs> I don't want a victim blame, but their mealy mouth response was well, inadequate. He's doing it, but he doesn't want to. I think this yeah. is the problem. They've, yeah. they've made him do this, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Rackspace, look what a position you've put me in where once again, you know, well, actually, actually, for, for the first time in a long time, Jav actually disagrees with me, but, uh, you know. I no, don't know. No, I, I completely disagree. And I, I just like to go on the record that say that the views of Tom Langford do not represent those of Host Unknown. So if Rackspace wants to sue anyone, they would be suing Tom Langford himself and not. Or if they'd Unknown. like to come on the show and sponsor <laughs> us to give their version of events. <laughs> so I've got to admit, like Rackspace do have, obviously, they're very, they're, that's the thing, like, they're not cheap either as a provider. Mm. Um, they are up there in terms of like premium yeah. providers. Uh, and I remember going there one time, uh, you know, to get some quoting done, and like they give you like um, like swag bags or like rack space, um, yeah. uh, sort of like your flask, and it was so big, funny. Like big the tour of, of the facility. Stuff. Yeah, exactly all of that, and um, you can actually look on YouTube when new staff join because uh, i think they call them rackers or something like that and there's like this big like it's so over the top it's very american like you know where everyone sort of lines up and cheers and you run down and sort of high five everyone as you walk into this so are you confusing fact, that with the launch of the iphone 4 uh do you know what like it it's just very american yeah. but it, this is you know youtube this stuff it, it's now i think i'm actually glad they got hacked like, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, yeah, stop being uh, so dramatic. So, <laughs> Tom, so, Tom, in, 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 in very short summary, what exactly is your rant here? My rant is that uh, 12 days is far too long for a, a, a tier one uh, organization like Rackspace to recover. Must be day 13 today. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that, if that isn't victim blame of the highest order without actually knowing how this attack actually occurred. What if it was an insider? What if rats had chewed through their power cable? What if, you know, it, it's something... If so rats horrendous. have chewed through their power cables? Is that the best you can come up with? No, I'm just saying there could be a lot at play. <laughs> also, you, you, your cable should be protected, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Yeah. But we all know what should happen and what does happen, Mr Audit Box are not always <laughs> the same things. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that's an excellent point to end on. And that was this week's... Rant of the Week. If you work hard, research stories with diligence, and deliver well-edited, award-winning, studio-quality content for high-paying sponsors, then you too can be usurped by three idiots who know how to think on their feet. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Okay, let's uh, let's move swiftly on uh, and listen to, to Jav and find out uh, which uh, criminals he's celebrating this week. In this week's... You know, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, you know, a, a victim blamer can stand on his pedestal and 
and accuse me, accuse me of being a cr- celebrator of criminals. J'accuse. <laughs> Objection hearsay, but this week's <laughs> story is about some social media influencers. And um, th- there's a whole bunch of these guys in their 20s and 30s who have, uh, well, you know, influencers being influencers. You know, they are not, I, I hate that everyone knows what an influencer is and that is actually a, a career path for, for many. It's like you ask kids, he says, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it's like, I want to be an influencer. What does that even mean? I don't know. I make YouTube videos all day and I beg people for money or I, or I send emails to establishments saying, if you allow me into your five-star restaurant or hotel, I will do a good review for you. Um, but then there's this, this sort of like the, the, the slightly more seedier people. And uh, this was a Billy Big Balls move on, on behalf of these uh, gents um, who uh, used their fame and fortune, well, their fame, to um, where they coordinated acquiring shares then promoting the shares to their followers. And as soon as that caused a little spike in their shares, they would dump them for substantial profits. So um, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, just because you're, you're, you're not a big company doing that, uh, just because it's individuals, suddenly the uh, SEC uh, says that we, we don't like you doing that. And all of your pictures of you posing next, next to sports cards uh, sports cards. Um, and so they're claiming the SEC and the DOJ claim they manipulated their 1.5 million followers in order to help themselves to 100 million in fraudulent profits. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a Billy Big Balls move. Uh, you know, what was really their undoing was like most criminals who start making a bit of money, they became a bit too confident in themselves. And so they were having conversation on Discord, thinking that it was, uh, and Twitter, thinking that it was all private and secure. <laughs> Amateurs should have used WhatsApp. But, um, you know, some <laughs> extracts of their, their conversations were like, get caught, we're robbing effing idiots of their money. Uh, you know, it's like, and someone else saying, I can see the timeline, I can see it go up and higher, and then I sell it. And, uh, you know, it's it's just so, so, um, there's so much contempt towards their followers, um, as it should be. Stop being sheeple, people. And uh, <laughs> I think it was a, a good Billy Big Balls move on their part. And I, I hope they can defeat the SEC and the DOJ in their, um, you know, trumped up charges. I, I... <laughs> you couldn't make this up. They commit securities fraud, but that's okay. What? 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 So, so, tell me this: when the company goes public and they want to try and raise their 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 share price, that's what everyone. So, what do they do? They they'll come up with like here are our annual reports, and you know, look how much profit we made. But then they'll also do things like we've hired this new, you know, head of design. Johnny Ive is now going to be d- designing our new new products or. You know, here's a new product line and this and the other. All of it is just smoke and mirrors to get people excited and get them to buy. So it boosts the share price up. Correct? Do I look like a lawyer? I can't, you know. Now, just because these eight people 
uh, decided to do that without being backed by a company, all of a sudden it's illegal. So, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't see anything wrong with it. It's, it, you know, SEC fraud, actual profiteering, legitimate business, the, the line is very, very thin and you need big balls to, to see. Where well, it's the, very, very thin is. and they obviously crossed it. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh dear! I mean, yeah, you, you're right. I, 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 I do agree with you. It, it is allegedly, you know, especially when you read, we're robbing fucking idiots of their money. Well, so many business people have said that over the years. It's like, who was that? The gold, the gold person in the UK. I can't remember his name. He had those chain of shops, and he goes. Oh, oh um, yeah, uh, Ray of. Um, uh, I want to say Rackham, but no, that's um, no. that's a Tintin book. It's like we sell like crap to overpriced crap to the public, or something like that. We well, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did say that. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's a common thing. I mean, yeah. do you not think Alan Sugar was sitting down in the eighties thinking, ah, <laughs> people are buying these shitty Amstrad computers? Um, you know. Everyone does it. I don't think that's any grounds for, for everyone for does NCC <laughs> I mean, look at Tom. He's like sits there laughing, like <laughs> look at me and my bonus this year and my two weeks annual leave. Oh, like again, my two weeks annual leave. What am I, American? I get more than that. Well, that I'm taking over the next two weeks over Christmas. That's what. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, look at me and my work-life balance and uh, caring for my mental health. <laughs> Okay, you turned that around. I'm not going to say anything else to that. <laughs> well played. Billy well played. Big Balls of the Week. Feeling overloaded. Shit. In 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022, you crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award winning Host Unknown podcast. As you like them apples. Do you know, next time I'm going to make sure that my uh, Steam, Stream Deck here has definitely got all our latest jingles loaded up. I don't know what's happened. I think I think it's because it's on my other computer at the moment. Is this uh, your New Year resolution? New Year, new jingles, new me. Something like that. Something like that. New Year, new new uh, decision to give a shit occasionally, uh, which is probably good. But given uh, there's plenty of time between now and uh, the New Year, hopefully I'll get it done uh, before then. And speaking of time, Andy, what time is it? Andy. <laughs> Andy's probably winding up his pocket watch to try and see what time it is. But I shall let you know, it is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News. North Korean hackers impersonate researchers to steal intel. Industry news. HSE cyber attack costs Ireland $83 million so far. Industry news. 
Security overlooked in rush to hybrid working. Industry news. Experts warn chat GPT could democratise cybercrime. Industry news. Uber hit by new data breach after attack on third-party vendor. Industry news. Twitter addresses November data leak claims. Industry news. Signed Microsoft drivers used in attacks against businesses. Industry news. Loan scam campaign Moneymonger exploits Flutter to hide malware. Industry news. Senate approves bill banning TikTok from US government devices. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge. Huge. Especially the absence of uh, Andy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where he's gone, but, you know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll carry on with that and we don't care. Yeah, no one would even notice. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just going to be some giggling and laughing that uh, I'll just have to insert every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just say, I agree with you, Jav, after every sentence I say. <laughs> oh, dear. What have, we, what have we got here? What looks interesting? I, um, I just love this title. Loan Scam Campaign. Moneymonger Exploits Flutter to hide malware. There are words that I see and understand. I do not understand what the title actually means. <laughs> I can see the person's lips moving. I can see, I can hear words coming out. Not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks like, I don't know, nesting techniques and attacks and stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, something like that. Send it to your sock. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would do. I'll, I'll get one of the staff to send it to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it? Oh, Twitter addresses November data leak claims. Was this the? There was there was, didn't they? There was a name for it, wasn't it? Or like the Twitter files or something. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, that that. But there's so much going on at Twitter at the moment. So apparently, Musk has just uh, permanently banned a whole bunch of legitimate uh, journalists. Um, he's stopped you you can now no longer link to your mastodon account in in the twi in your twitter bio um and uh, uh what was the other thing he did oh, oh he's in instigated a whole bunch of new rules uh which he within 12 hours broke himself and uh, you know the rules are a work in progress the other stuff i think is all understandable it's like it's like complaining that oh uh, you know, uh, iMessage isn't running on the Android phone. Well, no, because it's an Android. Why should it? So why should he allow Mastodon links to go from Twitter? Yeah, but I, I think, though, if if he actually came out and said, look, this is my playground, my rules, you get off and, you know, it's up to, you know, if you don't want to play here, that's fine. But what he does is he comes in on a platform of free speech and then just starts chopping people out. Uh, you know, free asterisks next to it, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh, dear. Um, security overlooked in rush to hybrid working from uh, the bleeding obvious um, <laughs> part of uh, part of our journalistic review here. And we hear that the, the giggling idiot is back. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, sorry, when uh, when you said what time is it, I, I actually it was time for me to take a call. Um 
But, you know, unlike you, Tom, where actually everyone stopped to service me, I figured you guys were professional enough to keep going. Everyone stopped to service you? Yeah, like when you get a knock on the door, it's like, okay, hold on. (laughs) And then you disappear for five minutes while you uh, answer the door and then come back. And then uh, it goes again. And it's like, oh, okay. Obviously, you edit that part out. Yeah, yeah, we're not editing this part out. (laughs) You want to edit it out, you edit the show. I mean, what can I say? (laughs) Oh, dear. So uh, what else? uh, Anything else highlight here? What what did you want to bring in? Uh, well, did, DP t- oh, sorry, go on. Well, no, I was going to say, did you even talk about the uh, why communism is good for smartphones uh, under the no. really big balls? No. Yeah, uh, see, that's a shame. Uh, we can we can so, talk about that now. So this was a backup story for the big, really big balls. <laughs> and uh, communism is good at making smartphones less annoying. This week's King of the Middle Kingdom issued directives to address some of the biggest annoyances associated with smartphone applications. Were you about to say fart phone, then? (laughs) Copycat apps and bloatware. So, on Monday, the Cyberspace Administration of China, or CAC for short, launched a campaign (laughs) it said would rectify chaos in smartphone apps by cracking down on several behaviours, such as publication of copycat apps, that use logos, pictures, or text similar to existing apps to deceive and potentially collect personal data and app subscription fees. So it sounds an awful lot like now the Chinese are thinking, oh, maybe like this copyright infringement cuts both ways. But, <laughs> it uh, sounds more like a Jack and Ori uh, show where uh, Jav just reads directly off the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so on top, like they're doing a lot of things, not just. Uh, you know, to get rid of that sort of app subscription things, like you know, we download something, don't realize it's got all these in app purchases that you have to pay for. Um, they're getting rid of what they call dodgy ranking practices that use sort of sexually suggestive, you know, home pages. Um, any apps distributed by QR codes rather than through app stores, they're getting rid of. Um, no auto downloads to installations without user consent. You're not allowed to have pop ups that sort of block the screen or you know, they hide the the close button uh, or any sort of apps that have to be forced or any sort of fake trials. And um, as with anything in China, they didn't specify how they're going to do this, um, but they did say they will severely punish anyone that uh, violates these terms, Um, which I think in China you have to accept as, um, you know, true to their word. And I actually think this is a good thing, like to be honest. It's, you know, this is, I know they're often perceived as a, uh, you know, well, authoritarian authoritarian state um you know not just perceived they are um but it's not all bad and i think this is one of the uh well, one of the good things that can come out of it can't Definitely. feed your family oppressed by your government <laughs> fear death if you speak out but don't Hold worry your smartphone on. does exactly what it says it should According to the Communist hey, Party. I'm just saying this is one of the good things that yeah, they are you, driving. You, you, in yeah. fact, take out You're that cherry smartphone. picking what I'm saying. I'm cherry picking. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, take out the comment about smartphone and everything applies equally to the last decade of Tory governments. Oh, now we're getting into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's now the way to go, man. That is disgraceful. Holy crap, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. So in fairness, <laughs> in fact, I completely agree with you. But... 
All right. You know what? I think I think we're done with this uh, with this news. I think we completely derailed it. Uh, but what the hell? That was this week's industry news. Merry Christmas to all our friends, family, listeners, and yes, even you on the Smashing Security Podcast. Keep the change, you filthy animal. From the host unknown team, Merry Christmas. See, I did find one of the new ones. Hey. There you go. Right, let's uh, move on to our last part of the show. It's time for... Sweet of the Week. Uh, we always play that one twice. Sweet of the Week. I shall take us home with a tweet from 50 Shades of Whey, uh, as in whey protein, W-H-E-Y. Um, <laughs> I love that name, and also his handle is like Dave New World. Um <laughs> Dave. I love the punning. Anyway, he says, instead of banning TikTok, why don't we just pass bills that protect our digital privacy on all platforms? It is classic corruption for politicians to take bribes from tech companies who stand to gain the most from a TikTok ban and then coincidentally legislating in their favour. That's not funny. Is uh, no, it's not funny. He actually hits exactly. It's true. Yeah, it is. He's, he's it's depressingly true. <laughs> well, that's a great one to end our our year of, uh, of podcast. We to end something funny. Your year, not um, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Jav, because like you're going to be on the show next week as well. Of course right? I am. Of course yeah. I am. Don't be a hater. You know, Jav doesn't celebrate Christmas, right, Tom? It's, uh... No, but he celebrates having a holiday. No, no. I'm, you know, Mondays are for the week. <laughs> yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the working week. <laughs> Honestly, you're such a pussy, aren't you, Tom? Yep. When it comes to my mental health, yes. Like, again, with the mental health card, like, look at me. It's like my, my, you, you cannot, you cannot kink shake me now because I, I spoke about mental health. You, you, you are despicable. <laughs> Hang on, I think, despicable. I think you're mixing a few things up there, but nonetheless, all valid. Tweet of the week. Well, a little bit of a mixed bag there this week. Um, we may be here next week. I don't know. Well, I probably won't, in fairness. And uh, if, if these two idiots manage to get a show together, it'll be late anyway. So... Um, <laughs> We'll see. We will see. So you think we're going to record it on Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> a year of little faith. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm going to change the passwords on these accounts. <laughs> okay, I'll just increment the number to a two then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, a four. One, three, four next week. God damn me. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna have to change it to 2023 at the end soon, anyway. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, might as well <laughs> do, it, do it a month early. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Jav, thank you very much uh, for today. Much obliged. Oh, uh, you're welcome. I suppose this was painful. <laughs> and uh, Andy, thank you. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security.
Anyway, I can't come next Friday because uh, I've got a spa day. <laughs> so, but, if you want a um, a funny tweet, um, uh, I've got one from Meg West. It says, "Working in cybersecurity means having forty gigabytes of old messages on your phone going years back. So, when someone tries to gaslight you, you can easily go back to your old messages, screenshot them, and prove your point." Are you sure that's not you, Andy? <laughs> well, yeah, I, Andy. I relate to this. I relate to Meg on this one. Data retention is important, folks. <laughs> you, you remember, Tom, that time we were at B-Sides London a few years back and we were like a couple of the people from uh, Crystal and Shout were there. And I, I said something. I knew it was wrong, but I knew it said, and, and Andy spent like an hour scrolling through his phone looking oh, for it. Yes. We just had a really nice conversation. Scrolling, scrolling. He went quiet yeah, yeah. for like an hour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then at the end, I was like, yeah, I think you might be right, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep receipts, folks. <laughs>